Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Welcome and hello. It's great to have you here on my new show called Transformational Energy Leadership. And today's show is Your Energy Will Get Them Every Time. I also want to remind you, be sure to check out my website. It's transformationalenergyleadership.com. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. And you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And you can also contact me. You can do it by via email at Matthew Allen Woolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can also look me up on LinkedIn, Facebook, or even go to Voice America, go to the Empowerment Channel, and you will find my listings there. Okay, so here's the situation. I've been in a leadership capacity one way or another since my formative years. I often describe myself as a combination of leadership evolution over the years from hard work and experience, grit, if you will, combined with the academic side of things. Now, here's a new opportunity for me here to explore the world of leadership with all kinds of people by the guests I'll bring on the show and also learning from you. So the question is, and I've been working this over and over in my brain, what makes this show different? And who am I to be talking about leadership? And here's the answer. I'm going to start by telling you more about me and what this show is all about and why I'm doing this now and talk about what the show is going to do for you, the listening audience. So today, you're just with me. Now, one of the things I do in my work is I facilitate leadership workshops across sectors, industries, and organizations, big and small. And the feedback I often get is that I'm full of energy. And every time I read a feedback form that says that, or someone says that to to me, I think, well, of course I am, because I'm passionate about what I do. But the more I think about this thing called energy, there's something there worth exploring. And I'm sure you know what it's like to be around a person who is just energetic. You can feel the electricity, and before you know it, it is simply contagious. And I myself, I love being around others who are passionate about what they are doing because that energy is there and it just kickstarts me and it pushes me to do more, to learn more and to really master my craft. So that's what today's show is really about. I will answer what transformational energy leadership is and why it motivates me to do the work that I do and being with you here today. And I'll also share with you my personal leadership journey. And I'll bring forth some of the latest thinking on leadership, those leadership gurus who are out there. And I'll talk more about the convergence of energy and leadership and how it leads to transformation. So the name of this show is Transformational Energy Leadership. And there's a reason why I selected each word, and I'll explain those further. Working backwards, this first segment of today's show will focus on leadership. Pure and simple. What does it mean? Why is it important? How it mesmerizes me when I'm around someone who's just has that leadership thing about them. So we'll talk about that in the first segment. After we come back from the commercial break and go into our second segment of today's show, we'll focus more on energy. Energy in its purest form. And when it is pure, there's something there. And sometimes you can't necessarily see it. But I would say you can by the way a person acts and behaves. But when you're in... A, a zone of energy, you can certainly feel it and you can experience it. And I also want to say there's a caveat. 
There's positive energy and there's negative, and we'll explore that further down the road. And then the third segment of today's show is about transformation. Leadership and energy are really, they're healthy components on their own, but I firmly believe when you have the right combination of the two and the two are working together at play, that's when real transformation begins. So let's, let's embark on this journey down the road of leadership. Vince Lombardi, he's one of the most winningest NFL coaches of all time. And he said this phrase, and when I first heard it, it just stuck with me. Leaders are made, they are not born. They are made by hard effort, which is, the, which is the price which all of us must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile. Now, there's some key words in there. Effort, price, worthwhile goal. All those things. Also, another leadership guru, his name is Warren Bennis, he also affirms this, that great leaders are indeed made, they're not born. And I agree. I'm a firm believer. We are born into this world, tabula rasa. And based on the experiences and lessons we've learned through mentoring, coaching, guidance, all this leads and influences how we are. And it really truly is a skill. That leadership is a skill. And we can hone it and fine tune it through purposeful effort. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. As I highlight key leadership points in my life, I will also pull out some key lessons that I learned in those different eras or genres or moments where something really hit me. And I'm talking about the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly. And so here we go. I grew up in a small town in Western Washington, and I began my leadership journey as the oldest of five boys. Yes, five boys, my poor mother. But from a very young age, a lot of responsibility was placed on me. And I can't tell you how many times, and for those of you who are listening who are the older sibling, you've probably heard something like this. You're the oldest. You need to set an example, be a role model for others. And yes, I had to set an example. And what it burned into me is I realized from a very young age that others are always watching you. And especially when you're put into a leadership position, whether you ask for it, or in my case, I just was, people are always watching you. And it was a very important lesson for me. And so as I reflect on those formative years, I've always been in a leadership role. When I think about when I was in high school, I was a leader of the church youth group. I was in student government, captain of the speech and debate team, and even led the marching band. And all those moments, I learned so much about myself, and I carry those on. As a first-generation college student, I went on to Washington State University, where my ambitions just continued to grow and propel and led me to new opportunities. Now, I need to tell you, yes, I'm from Washington State University. I'm a Cougar. For all of you who are Husky fans out there, do not confuse that. (laughs) I am a Cougar. But while I was there at Washington State, I became one of the youngest Division I drum majors in the country as I led the Washington State University Cougar Marching Band as a sophomore, junior, and senior year. In fact, I just went back in October and was a guest conductor for them. And during that, it was just a beautiful moment in my life. And while I was not only doing that, I was a resident advisor in the residence halls, an academic peer advisor, student manager of the student union, and a teaching assistant in both the communication and music departments. I was really, really busy. And there is a reason why I'm telling you all of this, because it was at that that seminal moment in my life where I realized I overextended myself. I did not know how to say no. And that's my lesson from that leadership moment in my life to embrace the word no. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's your friend. And I have a very special guest joining us next week who is going to help us talk and explore the power of no. 
goals are crystal clear and you're allowing things to get in the way. So yes, leadership, it's a part of me. It's in my DNA. And I just simply thrive in helping others reach their full potential. After I was done at Washington State University, I decided to pack up my bags and move and travel to West Virginia. And there I went to West Virginia University. I had no friends, no network. I was going blind to the other side of the country to become a graduate assistant in the residence life department. While I was there, I was a resident director, which meant I oversaw student paraprofessional staff. They're often called RAs, resident advisors, resident assistants. But I was also overnight security staff and was on 24-hour crisis. And it was there, I have to be honest and tell you, I really screwed up a lot of things as a leader. And I learned a tremendous amount. And there's that saying, you know, that we often learn the most from the mistakes that we make. Well, here's my, my first year at WVU, West Virginia, it was tough. I inherited a group of RAs that were hired by the previous resident director. And some were new, some have been experienced. And the problem was, I did not spend ample enough time to really understand each of their motivations. Rather, I treated them all the same, which was a huge mistake in my leadership path. So the lesson I learned is invest that time through meaningful communication, active listening, and sincere empathy to get to know what motivates others to be great. And that will really set you up for success. And I am happy to report that uh, through deep introspection, through reading and observing other leaders that I admired, I turned it around. And you know what? People started to want to work for me, but it took a lot of work. So WVU holds a very special place in my heart where I really found me as I struggled outside my comfort zone and had to figure things out. So after West Virginia, I decided, you know what? It's time for me to go to the big city. So I packed off, packed up my bags and again relocated to Chicago, not having a network of friends, but saying I'm going to make a go of this. And I worked at Elmhurst College and then the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. And there's where I made a lot more mistakes. And while I was at the Art Institute, for example, I became the Associate Director of Residence Life. And the thing I wanted to share with you is that at that very young age, I was in my very early 20s, I was supervising full-time professional staff, and I was also over the housing units and such. And what I did there is I took on a persona thinking, I'm the boss now. What a terrible thing. I was wrong. And so the lesson I learned there is a leader does not always have to be right. The title doesn't make that. A successful leader is humble enough to admit weaknesses to those who follow and create an environment for all to help one another to continually grow. So here, transparency is the best policy. You know, research shows we make significant career shifts beginning in our late 20s and our early 30s, somewhere around there. Then about every 10 years, we shift again in our career. And for me, I have to say my late 20s is when I decided I needed to make a career change and leave higher education. And I took a risk and I went back to the passion, my passion for public speaking. So here I was, imagine this, I'm in my early 20s and I'm telling C-level people how to transform their public speaking for greater effectiveness. And there's this phrase by Amy Cuddy. She's a researcher and professor at Harvard University who does a lot of work on power poses. And she says, fake it till you become it. That is exactly what I did with my high energy. Clients, they felt it. I may not have certainly known what I was doing, but I had this energy and we connected and it really worked. So the lesson there is no matter the task, 
put all your energy in and it's your friend and it will it'll allow you to fake it till you become it. So from there in the world of, of consulting at the communication firm, I went into management consulting and took an internal role as a learning and development lead. And that's where I honed a lot of leadership skills. I had a team of committed, motivated, and simply just energetic individuals who worked for me and worked with me. And I'm talking globally here in the US, Europe, and and in Asia. And it was there at that point in my leadership career where culture really started to, to become a big part of me. The deep exploration of trying to learn a culture very different from mine took over. And building the learning development team was a charge on, on the outset and a, a challenge, challenge that I took, but something else happened. And that's when, when I was going to India, I've traveled there 18 times over a, a period of several years, that something came to life within me. And I'll talk more about this in the third segment when I address the concept of transformation. So with all that said, all I have to say is that I led a team with a little turnover and people were asking to join my team. The lesson of exploring other cultures, while the leadership task at hand may be obvious, be open to the unexpected. Because what I learned about life and culture was a beautiful journey that's enriched my life in many ways. Well, here we are. It looks like we're coming up on a break. So I'll see you on the other side in two minutes. But while you're on break, I encourage you to check, check out my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com, and sign up for some leadership coaching, consultation, or training. See you on the other side. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for your own personal journey of peace and balance while living and thriving in our sophisticated world, tune into A Voice of Reason with Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Serdell. The show is one part spirituality and one part psychology. We have so many opportunities for growth in the challenging times we face today. On this program, we discover the resources and scientific breakthroughs to master the challenges and find success. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, 
you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back from commercial, and I'm sure you had a great time checking out my website. Now, if you recall, the first segment, we talked a lot about leadership. What is it? What does it look like? The lessons that I learned through my, my journey in this path of leadership. This segment, we're going to focus more on energy. And for any of you have, who have participated in one of my workshops, you've seen me deliver a speech, you've worked with me, maybe you were even in one of my classes at university, you see a person full of energy. And I say this because that's the feedback I receive all the time. In fact, I, I was down in Atlanta, Georgia last week and facilitating a three-day workshop and people would pull me to the side and they would say, you're just so full of energy and you're, you just have so much excitement about this. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. And you know, I have to be honest, it's not that I plan to push the energy out there. It just naturally happens because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So what is this thing called energy? You know, According to the law of attraction, like energy attracts like energy. Eugene Furson in The Science of Being referred to the law of attraction as the basic law of the universe. Essentially, the belief here is that we all have the power to attract what we want in life. Now, you know, when I decided to pursue my credentials as a certified professional coach, it was really important for me that I immerse myself in a coaching program that addressed energy because I feel it, I see it, I just know it's there. And you know, my research efforts in finding that program happened when I came across IPEC, which stands for Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. In fact, one of the foundational principles for IPEC is called energy attracts like energy. See the synergy here. So the belief here is that everyone wants abundance in life. Living an abundant life begins with believing in and focusing on an abundant world. So whatever we put our attention to will expand, positive or negative. For example, if we focus on lack, if we focus on failing relationships, not finding work, not having enough money, those things become our reality because that's where we put our focus towards. So note this. There are two different kinds of energy that I alluded to in the first segment. There's good energy and bad energy. They're termed anabolic and catabolic energy. So anabolic energy is that constructive, it, you know, it's building, it's healing, it's feeling. It feels, it feels good. It's good energy. And it releases anabolic hormones such as testosterone into the body. Now there's catabolic energy, which is draining and very destructive. And this type of energy releases catabolic chemicals such as cortisol and adrenaline, which actually eat away at every cell in your body. And I can be a testament to this, that when I allowed some negative energy consume me, it came out through my skin. It just started to break down. So it's very, very real. Now, catabolic energy can be useful in some moments, particularly in moments of harm. It's connected to survival. So we need it at times. Like if a grizzly bear is coming at you, you don't want to secrete testosterone and feel good about it. <laughs> you need to run and get out of there. The problem is, a lot of people who live in a catabolic state, they're just simply miserable. Here's how the formula works. When we observe things, we pick up information through our mind. We have a thought. The brain starts to stimulate. Hormone production begins, which then impacts our feelings, our emotions, and our actions. It's that simple. Our thoughts impact how our brain processes information, 
transforms them into hormones and eventually leads to actions that then attract others with that same kind of energy. Have you noticed that happy people are typically surrounded by happy people? And while others who are always in a negative state, they they tend to attract others around them with that same negative mindset. I can tell you, I know I'm a prime example of this. If you were to contact my circle of friends, you would find them all to be high energy people because that's just what I like to attract. And I can also tell you when I encounter negativity, the first thing I want to do is just run away from it. I don't like it. I don't like conflict, that argument. I don't like all that stuff. So it's very, very prevalent. The reason why I bring all this up is that when you step back from all this and think about the power of energy, anabolic or catabolic, just look around you in your own experience, in your own existence, and consider companies that rise and fall. What type of energy is present, and what impact is it having on you and others around you? It's a big question. You know, there's this happiness movement that's happening right now. It's called the Happiness Project. It was initiated by Gretchen Rubin. If you haven't read her book, The Happiness Project, it's a fantastic read. And the project is all about taking the wisdom we have heard over the ages and linking it to scientific research. So in essence, what we have always thought to be right is now substantiated by hardcore research. Now, I know, if you're one of those out there who rolls your eyes about purchasing and reading a self-help book, I guarantee you this is different. It's well-researched and cleverly written that I sure, uh, sure, it, it will inspire you. So when you think about like energy, attracting like energy, why not be happiness? Happiness in everything you do. Consider that for a moment. When you were at your absolute best, no matter the task at hand, Perhaps you were leading a team through a difficult change exercise. Maybe you had to rebuild the team, navigate on certain markets. Maybe you had to facilitate a workshop or negotiate terms with a client or a customer. Think back to your mindset. What was it? And what energy did you draw from to make that work? Energy, it manifests itself in every dimension of our lives. For all my coaching colleagues out there, You know, there's this tool we use, it's called the wheel of life, and it asks a person to measure their level of satisfaction in eight different aspects of one's life. So, for example, on the scale of zero to ten, zero being no satisfaction, all the way to ten, man, life could not get any better. I'll ask my clients, I'll say, okay, so where are you in terms of personal development, for example, or fun and enjoyment, personal finance, career and profession? Okay, a very useful exercise for all of us to do as we think about navigating our life and where we're headed and what's working and what's not. But when we turn the lens a a little bit and focus it on leadership, that's when the wheel of leadership, if you will, can help you start thinking about your own leadership abilities and capabilities and to understand where anabolic and catabolic energy is showing up for you. So, for example... Dynamic, there are eight of these. So the first one is dynamic communication. If you had to rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, where would you place yourself? Dynamic communication is a, it's a big one. It's about those interpersonal relationships. It's about standing up and speaking in front of others. It's about negotiating, managing conflict, giving feedback. It's so many different things. Where are you when it comes to communication? Next is productivity. How productive are you? How do you use your time? How efficient are you? Where would you rate yourself on that scale? How about problem solving? 
How satisfied are you? Are, are you a person who really enjoys taking something that seems really just a myriad of stuff and you're not quite sure where to get to, but you just love the thrill of solving a problem? Or are you one who likes to back away from it? How would you rate yourself in that area? How about influencing and inspiring others? That's a big one in leadership. Because if we don't have the ability to influence, it's very hard to have others follow you. Health and wellness. Remember earlier I said to you one of my earliest lessons was, people were watching, my brothers were watching me, others were watching me. Your followers, the people who work with you, your coworkers and so forth, they're watching you. How healthy are you? What's your wellness? What are you doing to keep yourself so that you're able to bring your full, full-on anabolic energy to everything that you do? Time management and balance is another one. In fact, I've got a guest next week. She's going to talk about the power of no, but also time management and how stress creeps into our lives. And it's going to be a very enlightening conversation about how, what are some t- tactics and, and ways to manage that. Another dimension, emotional intelligence. Often we hear this as EQ. How would you rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 10? Would you put yourself at a, at a 1 or a 10? Emotional intelligence, the ability to connect with another person. How about high energy relationships? Who surrounds you? Who motivates you? Who are your mentors, your coaches? Who are the ones who guide and sponsor you even? Think about that. For me, my life is surrounded by high energy people. I need that. So your your journey begins here with really asking, and this is a really important question. Who are you really? Who are you really? As opposed to the quote unquote you that you believe you are and that you were taught that you are. So it really means having an honest conversation with yourself about all these dimensions as a leader. Communication, productivity, problem solving, influencing, health, time management, EQ, and high energy relationships. Okay, so I'm getting a little deep here, but that is exactly what this, why this is a fundamental component to my show and the work that I do. In fact, if you were to engage with me in a coaching relationship, one of the first things I do is I would have you take an assessment called the Energy Leadership Index. It's an assessment that asks you to respond to a number of scenarios, and based on how you answer, together we'll get a sense of the space you live your life, whether it be anabolic, that good building energy, or in a catabolic, destructive and draining energy, which brings me back to your own consciousness. Who are you, and how does that impact your energy? I'm thrilled to share with all of you that I have a number of guests showing up in, in some upcoming shows that will target all these dimensions of leadership. Remember the leadership dimension I first mentioned, dynamic communication? Dynamic communication. I have a guest coming in a couple of weeks, Stephanie Bickle, who will share with us some insights that she's, she's learned and gained over years as an actress and then also as a professional coach and the clients that she's worked with. And she'll share those with you. And next week, of course, my guest talking about time management and balance. So here we are. We're coming up on another break. Now, if you haven't done so, go to my website, transformationalenergy.com. I encourage you, check out the Leadership Index for yourself. And check out the other services that I offer. And you may find there's something that works for you. So stay, stay tuned. We'll be back in two minutes. up to your fullest potential. 
This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back from break. So up to this point, we've covered leadership and energy. And in this segment, we will explore the concept of transformation. As I said earlier, when the leadership skills are at full force and that positive energy is a buzz, that's when transformation, it really takes place. And I have to warn you, I'm going to get a little academic on you here for in this first part of the segment. And I do that because as a, as a researcher myself and having a doctorate degree, it's important to ground things in that's proven versus just the fluffy stuff, those fluffy leadership books you see on the shelves that have no research backing them up. So it's very important for me, and I want to share those with you. And I promise that I'll circle it back around and share some practical examples of how transformation has impacted my life. Now, as we get started, when I think of one of the most transformational leaders in the modern era, and I think the opinion of many people around the world, Mohandas Gandhi represents just that. I mean, think about it. He was the leader of a movement that transformed a country from being under British rule to independence. He had his own little, he had his own form of energy over in Gujarat, India, and somehow he was able to transcend all all these disparate languages, customs, traditions across a huge country and mobilize that energy to a vision that he had for independence. If you don't know, I I would, if you don't call that transformation, I don't know who, but he was, it's just amazing. Now, when you think about this from an academic point of view, McGregor Burns wrote a seminal book in 1978 called Leadership. And in that book, he distinguished between two different types. 
there's what's called transactional leadership and transformational. Now, transactional refers to how the leader rewards followers. Basically, I'm the boss. You work for me. I tell you what to do. You do it. I give you a reward, a bonus, whatever. Transformational leadership relates to how the leader motivates the team towards organizational vision. So Burns contends transactional leadership is the most prevalent and heavily relied upon leadership frame and approach used in typically corporate America. And why is that? Because it's easy. You just tell somebody what to do. There's not a lot of effort in really figuring out what motivates them and moves them. Transformational leadership is much more than the singular leader. It's about motivations of the leader and motivations of the follower. It's also about the context in which a task must be accomplished. It's also takes in consideration cultural context in which leadership in which leadership is necessary. And I have to point this out to you. The underlying sense is for the greater good. It's inclusive of authenticity, spirituality, ethics, and values. Huge difference when you think about transformation versus transactional. Now, there are some other gurus that also hit the, the leadership back in 19, the late 1970s and early 80s. We have Robert Greenleaf, who coined the term servant leadership. There was also this other movement that came about called authentic transformational leadership. All these paradigms support the notion that leadership is a reciprocal relationship between those who choose to lead and those who follow. So transformational leaders and leadership relies on the leader to mobilize outcomes that's often done through coaching and mentoring techniques. And then, of course, role modeling comes into play as well, a key component there. And when you're authentic, leaders who do this, there's never anything arbitrary about them. When you act what you believe, everything is clear and guaranteed you're demonstrating high standards of ethics and moral conduct. You know, one of my favorite leadership paradigms is offered by the work of Kuzis and Posner. Their work was called the Leadership Challenge. In fact, it's still going strong now. What I really appreciate about their work is their research was conducted in over 60-some countries. So for my researchers out there, that means high validity and high reliability. And they found some interesting insights that were transferable from one culture to the next. These stand out in every culture they worked with. And they said there are five dimensions of exemplary leadership. The first one's called encourage the heart. And what they said is when you are being your transformative self as a leader, you are connecting with others. This is that empathy I was talking about earlier, heart to heart, to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand as best you can where they're coming from. So there's encourage the heart. The other ones model the way. Simply put, actions speak louder than words. The third one is called enable others to act. And what that means as leaders, we remove barriers. We provide resources. We do that coaching. We do that mentoring. And the next one is called challenge the process. Now, challenge the process is an interesting one. It's thinking out of the box. It's looking at something and saying, hey, we can make this better. Who cares that it's always been done this way? And it's also someone who's willing to take risks. And here's a key component for, for us leaders to be thinking about is not only challenge the process for yourself, but allowing those who work with you to take risks. And if they fail, that's okay. There's something to be learned there. And finally, the fifth dimension is inspire a vision to paint the future, create a vivid image and allow the people who work with you to see how they fit into that. So those are the five dimensions. 
transferable across all all cultures. And this all points to rising above and serving others in a way that contributes to the greater good. And underpinning all of that is energy. It's present and it's threaded throughout all those dimensions. So let's talk about transformation in a practical way by looking at my life and some of the transitions I've been through. I'm a firm believer in the power of three. So here's one of those tips for you. The power of three. Stating things in the power of three is like tic-tac-toe or medium, small, medium, large, or red, white, and blue. Whenever we present things in threes, it tends to stick. So here's my three. I call them the three C's. It's corporate, culture, and conscience. Let me let me explain by this. This is my example of corporate. So early in my career, I was in higher education. And I was thinking about leaving and pursuing a career on the corporate side of things. And there's this curious thing that happens when you're in higher ed and say, huh, I'm thinking about leaving the ivory tower. And the response I would often get was, really? The corporate world? I've heard it's not all that ethical. There's backstabbers and so on. And so it, it naturally made me question myself and my abilities and could I really do it and what would success look like? Could I make it? But then I realized deep within there was a burning fire to go for it. And if I fell, okay, but I would never know if I didn't take that risk. So during that career transformation for me, I realized that my skills and abilities are completely transferable. What I needed to do was simply believe in myself. Another small example of past success is when I left home as a first-generation college student, really flourished, but I did it. With this career move, I also surrounded myself with people who believed in me and cheered me on. So remember, like energy attracts like energy. So off to the communication company I went. I left higher ed, started working at the communication company, working with executives. And the lesson I learned was have self-belief that when you know it's time to make a move, make that move and reflect on the past transformative moves you've had in your life where you were successful and apply them now and make sure you have a group of support with you. So that's my first C. That's the corporate. The next one's culture. And I alluded to this a bit in the first segment, talking about after my stint at the communication company, I then entered the world of consulting in that internal role in learning development. And my job was you know, to travel internationally and to establish curriculum and make sure development was prevalent and available for all employees across all of our different offices. In the midst of international travel, managing and leading that global team, I was also pursuing my doctorate. So I'm sure you can start to hear the transformation (laughs) coming up now. But my experience in India made a profound imprint on my life, so much so that my dissertation focused on first-generation Asian Indian leaders in the U.S., which has opened a lot of doors for me. And it was very unexpected and indeed. But the lesson I want to convey here is that this transformation to consulting and internationalism is that I kept challenging myself and the gifts just kept on coming. I'm a voyager. I'm hungry to keep on moving and embracing that made this part of my life so rich and abundant. In fact, Warren Bennis, one of the leadership guru, he says this about voyagers. He says, being on the road not only requires full deployment of oneself, it redeploys one. It tests one's strengths and weaknesses and exposes new strengths and weaknesses. Those who travel farther from home learn even more. Boy, have I taken that to heart. So my lesson here is when I made myself vulnerable, To the unknown, the international transformation began within me. I transformed how I led others, transformed because I realized 
I did not know what I did not know. And engaging in a different culture will do this to a person. So that's my culture. So we've got corporate culture. My final example is conscience. So probably, no, actually, I want to say this with capital letters. No, actually, the greatest transformation in my career was the move to go independent. I'm no longer a W-2 employee. I no longer go to an office. I don't have an official boss with whom I set six and 12 month goals. This, the decision to go on my own and create a business that would generate income without the cushion of having a company to shield those low times was scary. I'm not going to lie. My universe intersected about 2010, 2011. I was just acquired by a large company and deep inside me, the voice kept saying, what are you doing? This isn't right. And I tossed and turned and a very dear friend of mine took me to the Chicago Botanical Gardens. And it was like I was standing on a cliff. I was standing there looking at this sea of beautiful tulips, vibrant colors. And she turned to me and she said, Matthew, what's your truth? Speak your truth. And I did. My conscience said, and the truth came forth. My life was about to change. I was going to leave everything I knew that was comfortable and transform into something completely different. So what did I do? I quit my job, quit my corporate job. I took on an adjunct professor's job and was a professor of communication and critical thinking. And I also reached out and contacted some former colleagues and was able to do a few consulting gigs on the side. The thing is, my challenge was, is how could I take this passion for learning, culture, communication, and leadership, my four pillars that I describe myself, learning, culture, communication, and leadership, and what could I do with it? Well, I'm here with you today. I was able to build relationships with others. I do consulting work. I, I do coaching. I have my own coaching practice, and I also facilitate and do leadership workshops and so forth. And I have this beautiful segment with the Asian and Pacific Islander community because of my work. I do a tremendous amount of work in that community and I've learned abundantly. So my lesson learned is that man, speak your truth. And once you make that decision, you can't go back and live it and never doubt the power of colleagues and friends. So for me, transformation has taken on many different shapes and forms. And I also know that my energy, when anabolic and it's focused on one thing I knew I should be doing, it really helped me find my way. So the leadership skills I've acquired over the years helped me adjust, customize, and flex to achieve success. So remember the power of threes. In my case, it was corporate, culture, and conscience. Now it looks like we are at another commercial break. So we'll see you in two minutes. And if you haven't done so, check out my, web, check out my website. It's transformationalenergyleadership.com. See you in two minutes. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. We all have unique experiences and outlooks when it comes to leadership and team building. Yet sometimes we clash, even when trying to achieve the exact same goals. Check out Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Your host is Dr. Cass Henry. A shared journey equals success. And every human interaction has the power to achieve this success by working together. 
Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life Radio with Victoriously Speaking helps you to see life's issues in a new light, offering insight, solutions, and resources in order to gain knowledge about a variety of life's issues. The stories will stir up some questions, tears, and or laughter, but hopefully it will change the way you look at your own life, situations, and the lives of others. Tune in to Life Radio in order to live independently for excellence on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back from break. Today's show is called Your Energy Will Get Them Every Time. So where we been? We started the segment, the first segment today, talking about leadership and getting to know a little bit about me. Who is this guy, Matthew, Dr. Matthew L. Woolsey? What's he all about? Then we explored in segment two going into energy, and which is a huge fundamental component of why I'm doing the work that I do. And then last segment, we talked about transformation. Now, let's bring it all together. So what is this thing, transformational energy leadership? Well, here's what it is. It's really about getting at the core of what is required to make transformational leadership work, and that's the energy piece. So this show is going to dig into the underpinnings of what a variety of guests believe are essential to making positive transformation happen. And guests will also share their perspectives about what made them successful in their respective field, resulting in sage advice, unique insights, and some tips and tricks to incite personal action, because that's my goal. I don't want you to to join and feel like, okay, that was good, but what do I do with it? So to give you some tips and tricks. And what will happen is because I'm also a certified coach and my expertise is in leadership, communication, culture, and education, I'm going to pull all those things together and ask the questions and try to frame the questions that you would want to ask them to get the insights and deeper reflection so that you get some examples that mean something to you. So in that spirit, let's take a look at where we've been and recap some of the lessons I tried to highlight in each of the segments over the show. In the beginning, we covered leadership and some of those key takeaways. The first one was embracing no. It's your friend. It's a good thing. And when we learn how to really use it and use it effectively, you're going to free up much more time to do the things that you want to be doing. So that's why I have my first guest next week coming on to talk just about that. 
What are your goals? Remember in the very beginning when I used that Vince Lombardi quote, and one piece of it was worthwhile goals. So to achieve your worthwhile goals, you have to have some control over some things and manage your stress, manage your time, and say no. The next lesson, invest time through meaningful communication, active listening, and sincere empathy to really understand what motivates others. When we don't do that, and remember this links to Kuz's and Posner's work, those five dimensions, we have to be able to encourage heart. If we don't have heart, we can't connect and we won't be able to be a leader for what that person needs. Another lesson, a leader does not always have to be right. So be humble, be transparent. And having the title of you're the boss doesn't mean anything. It's when you make those connections and that transparency is so key. Another lesson, no matter the task, energy is your friend. And if you're learning as you go, that's fine. Remember in the words of Amy Cuddy, fake it till you become it. That's all. Invest your energy and just fake it till you become it. And the final lesson in that first section was while the leadership task at hand, it might be obvious for me it was to go out and do curriculum, but be open to the unexpected because when I learned what I learned about life and culture was a beautiful journey that's enriched my life in many, many ways. So that's the leadership piece. In the second segment, we talked about the power of energy. Now remember the law of attractions. Like energy attracts like energy. But there are also two different kinds of energy. And what energy are you living in? Are you living in that anabolic space where the energy is constructive, it's building, it's healing, things are growing? Or are you in that catabolic state where it's the cortisol is going and the adrenaline is flowing through your body and it's destructive, eating the cells within you? And it's, we went through that series of eight different dimensions of being a leader. Remember, it started with dynamic communication and went on down. What are, where are you in those different dimensions? And have that conversation with yourself and be honest. It's getting to that level of conscience to understand who you really are. And so when we think about all of those, we then went into the third segment and talked about transformation. Remember... There are trans transactional and there's transformational. Transactional leaders, those are the people who say, I'm the boss, do what I say, and I'll reward you. And that transformational are the ones who motivate teams towards organizational vision. So think of Mohandas Gandhi. Talk about a man who transformed a country going towards a vision of independence. That's what he did. Then there was Kuzis and Posner who shared with us the five dimensions of exemplary leadership. And they are encouraged the heart. Are you leading with heart? It's a model of the way. Actions speak louder than words. In many ways, you're in a glass house. People are watching you. Whatever you do are things in alignment. And are you representing that anabolic energy for others to feed off of and grow? Enable others to act. What are you doing to promote the people who work for you, your followers, to achieve their full self? What barriers are you removing? What resources? What are you doing? Coaching, mentoring, and so forth. And if you're not a good coach, then get someone else to coach them that's a good coach. But whatever you do, invest in your people so that they can reach their full potential. The other dimension was challenge the process. So what are you doing in terms of taking risks? For yourself, are you taking risks? And also, are you encouraging others to take risks? So challenging the process doesn't mean just doing things status quo. It means moving things forward, 
and, and making things better. And finally, there's inspire a vision. And inspire a vision is being able to create an image for someone to tour towards. And you know, in my own coaching practice and consulting and things, when I'm facilitating workshops with leaders, vision is one of the toughest to tackle because you have to really think about what, what is that that you're, you're painting for others. Another person who is so fantastic at creating a vision for others was Martin Luther King. In his famous I Have a Dream speech, there's a passage in there where he, he paints the hills of the Alleghenies to the valleys and the, the, the fields and so forth. He does it in such a way that when you hear him speak, you can imagine America from coast to coast and through the images that he creates you can see and you can feel what he is that he's aspiring to and what he's talking about. So inspire that vision. So those are the five dimension. Now this all points to rising above and serving others in a way that contributes to the greater good. Energy very much is the underpinning thread throughout all the dimensions that we've talked about today. Having ethics, values, and morals. When you're transformative, there's never a question about what your ethics are because you're living them in an anabolic state, if you will. Now, there's the power of threes we talked about. In my case, it was corporate, culture, and conscience. And my lessons learned from the culture piece was have self-belief. And that when you know it's time to make a move, make the move and reflect back on other transformative moves that you've had in your life that were successful, learn from them, and apply those to what's at present. And always have that support group around you to keep you nourished, to keep you energized, to keep you moving and motivated. My lesson learned for culture. When I made myself vulnerable to the unknown, the internal transformation began within me. And I transformed also how I led others. And I just transformed realizing I didn't know what I didn't know. I have a very vivid memory of being in New Delhi my very first time. It was a Sunday afternoon and I was in the airport. And if you haven't been to India, it's a very different experience from Western airports, first of all. And you step off the plane, it's just the environment's different. But I remember standing there and I was frightened because I, my bags were missing, no one would talk to me. But in that moment, I reached deep down and I figured out how to solve it. My point being is when you're vulnerable, that's when you, you realize the resolve and the strength that you have. And finally, my lesson learned for conscience, speak your truth, live your truth, and never doubt the power of colleagues and friends. So let's begin this journey together. Next week, I have a very special guest, Carrie Williams, who will be who is the best-selling author of Eyes on the Prize, a kick-ass guide to setting and achieving great goals. She's the founder of Los Angeles-based Rain, Sha- Rain Shadow Coaching, and she is dedicated to work dedicated to working with professionals to reach their full their full selves. So together, we're going to explore explore this topic of stress over scheduling. And remember, this all connects back to saying no. So if you're interested in exploring your personal energy leadership will or think about transforming yourself, please go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Or you can email me at Matthew Allen Woolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Thank you for joining me this hour. We'll talk next week. And in the meantime, harness your positive energy and lead transformation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. 
Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.